Would you like to attend a live, interactive recording of this podcast? You should come to Intervention 2015, held August 14th through 16th at the Hilton, Washington, D.C. in Rockville. We'll have special guest voices and audience participation so you can join the cast. Intervention is the premier showcase of online creativity and is stuffed to the seams with experienced professionals and skilled amateurs, all there to help you strut your creative stuff. Register today at interventioncon.com. Mana Pitch. Centuries ago, we built a city on this coast to exploit a vast underground supply event. A black, viscous raw material we refined into powerful mana gems. Soon after, the city became a magnet for unlikely events known as glitches, and improbable people called glitchers. Eventually, most citizens came to call Manapitch City by a new name. We present Managlitch, City of Accidental Wonders. Do try to keep your aura clear, citizen. Glenn755 here. Z Frequency 2308 once again finds itself carrying the waveforms and bitstreams of Managlitch City Underground for your listening pleasure. Broadcasting by Net, InfoTower, and DataScry every open period, we're here to help you stay grounded in the City of Accidental Wonders. It's a busy week here at the Underground as we get everything packed for the big trip to Terra Epsilon. I say we, but it's mainly me. See, I couldn't arrange a simple hop through a rune portal like the top dogs, so I get to take a transbeam. I don't mind that, even if there's only room for a couple bags in the underfoot bin. But Slippery Adam turned down his ticket. He doesn't like the transbeams. I hear he once tried to ride one without wearing the electrosleep headset. That would explain a lot about him, really. I mean, I agree, it gets a little claustrophobic inside the protective capsule. An hour or two is a long time to be nothing but a multidimensional mass echo, after all. But most folks prefer to have a little shielding between themselves and any pockets of matrix distortion turbulence. And staying awake the whole time would make for a boring trip. You can't see out of the capsule very well, and there's no in-flight movie. Anyway. I'm proud to say I have absolutely genuine press credentials for this jaunt, and no, you don't need to know how I got them. According to my pass, Glenn Septimore of the Manapitch Weekly Aethergraph will spend the weekend reporting on the diplomatic progress of the trip. I'll be writing some text reports for them. After news distributors back here correct for my legendary spelling choices, I could end up on half the feeds in Managlitch. But the Underground will also be doing a live broadcast direct from the main event, and anything could happen. With these papers and a little luck, maybe I'll even get to interview Princess Swiftstorm or High Minister Schaefer. I mean, I know which one of those interviews I'd consider good luck. But whether it's the High Minister, one of our valued economic representatives, or a palace tourism flunky, I'll stick my microphone at them. The public has a right to know, and that gives me a right to be nosy. 
I'm still a bit miffed that we ordinary folk are pretending to be tachyon artillery shells fired into trans space, but VIPs are getting the cushy experience of stepping through a rune portal at the city's expense. Yeah, sure, the, the trip's important. It's been many years since we had normal relations and commerce with Terra Epsilon, and our city leaders all agree that was too long. Even local business owners and cultural icons have been invited. I hear Mistress Messier could have had a slot if she wanted one, but she turned it down. So that slot went to Managlitch's own professional noise generator, Euripides Sapnowski. I only pray that he won't have the chance to perform a concert there, or it'll be another decade before Terra Epsilon's willing to talk to us again. Hey, speaking of cultural icons, Captain Wacky is a free being once again. I don't know if Liz 391's little campaign had anything to do with it, but apparently all the charges have been dropped. My sources tell me that the allegedly smuggled weapons were real, but Wecky knew nothing about him, and they may not even have come from her ship. Either way, the captain got off without even a slap on the wrist, and is back enjoying the clubs and scenery of our fair city. We here at the Underground would like to congratulate her. Captain, if I see you before I leave, first round of tentacle gloss is on me. The Manapitch Orometric League, represented by Avrela Singer, continues to study this strange pyramid brought into the city by Frederick Thurms. Recent research suggests that a section of the carvings refers to a rhythmic attractor and may describe installation instructions for such an object, or perhaps strong wishes for its continued proper operation. Rumor insists a member of the research team was allowed to find employment elsewhere after suggesting the term was a reference to Ms. Singer's backside. More ominously, at least one researcher maintains that certain glyphs show our planet Nema with three moons, which certainly wasn't the case until a few months ago. I can't help remembering what that glitchbuster supposedly said, at least Nibiron's back. Whatever this means, cohorts, I don't think it's good. Oh, we've got some more mail today. And this time, it's not an additional pet for Nicolin to adopt. Or to adopt him, sometimes it's really hard to tell. Nope, nope, it's an actual message. And it's a question from a listener named Jovax, who hails from the city of Seashack on Planet Free Home. They ask, You mention powerful organizations from time to time, but I'm confused by the politics of Managlitch. Who is really in charge over there? Who makes the decisions to fight invaders, or build rune portals, or repair damage like the scar you've talked about? Well, Jovax, greetings from Managlitch City, and that's a good question. Lots of people here have very strong opinions about that, especially if they're part of one of those organizations. Figuring out exactly who has say about what seems to be one of the primary pastimes around here. There are three important power blocks in Managlitch. The oldest would be the royal family. They've been around longer than the city, possibly a lot longer. History before the Seventh Age gets pretty weird. Historians and Arometrics argue constantly whether conflicting documents are due to glitches in the fabric of time itself, 
or just the result of hack writers who didn't want to do research. Anyway, the Royals' function is to suggest policies the city should follow and represent our people as a culture. Our current ruler, Princess Swiftstorm, is pretty popular. I'm biased, of course. And her opinions carry a lot of influence around here. The newest bunch is the City Council, chosen by the citizens of Maniglitch using a complicated electoral process you and I don't care about just now. See, back when one of the royals wasn't doing a very good job as a leader, a bunch of his ministers formed an unofficial government that worked surprisingly well. Before anyone really noticed, the Shadow Council evolved into a trusted, legal, official body elected by the citizens. Theoretically, they make all the actual decisions and implement them via organizations such as the Ministry of Order. Luckily for us, they're so bogged down by documentation and protocol that they can't get the city into too much trouble with their flailing around. And finally, in a metropolis literally built on magic, like really a big tarry underground pile of it, I suppose it was inevitable that the Cybercasters Guild would become powerful. Those Technomages are responsible for the majority of the spells and devices that protect the city and keep it running efficiently. Their fingerprints are on everything from rune portals and ethership engines to the 3D display built into your scryphone. Officially, they have no political power. Realistically, any citizen much past kindergarten knows better. They're influential, they know it, and prime cybercasters get invited to any party they want. So thanks for your question, Jovax, and I hope this helps you understand the way things work in Managlitch. Of course, there's a lot more going on than that, as I may have hinted in a broadcast or five. You know, subtly and quietly. Somehow, it all works pretty well. Most of the time when things aren't exploding and stuff. On the subject of Scryphones, we've heard of an eye-opening occurrence down in the underground gem processing facilities this week. And I mean that literally. Workers were looking over a small shipment of finished mana gems who were going to a phone factory on the other side of the continent, when suddenly each stone looked back with a pair of deep black eyes. Amidst the workers' cries of surprise and dismay, the mana gems then grew limbs, becoming small crystalline humanoid figures and climbing from the carts. They all ran from the room in an ankle-height crowd, apologizing the whole time and chattering about some kind of mission. The Ministry of Order deployed teams to track down the tiny mob, but even if they succeed, the shipment will have to be replaced. It's pretty unlikely those mana gems are still suitable for phone hardware. You know, there's always something loose in this city, isn't there? If it's not crasher demons or nut jobs and maroon battle suits, it's forbidden military weapons or contrite mineral formations. I don't know, cohorts. It, it just seems like there's something in the air or the ether or something. I wish Kinson was still around. The official aura forecasters insist everything's fine, but I get a weird itch between my shoulder blades whenever they do. 
and despite Slippery Adam's suggestion, changing my brand of undershirts didn't help. <sighs> I, I hate to leave my city at a time like this, but this trip to Terra Epsilon is just the sort of break that I've been looking for, and no space pirates this time. To anyone there who somehow picks up this transmission, here's hoping you live close to the event and you can swing by and say hello. I hear the rooms where we'll be staying are pretty nice. Last time I stayed off-world, the place was comfy but decorated kind of weird. It had so many horse photographs and studded leather accents that I kept a wary eye out the whole time for a seductive-looking folk carrying riding crops. Well, cohorts, despite my hopes, the packing for my trip didn't finish itself while I've been talking to you. So it's time for me to return to my challenge of fitting things inside of other things and to wish you all a quiet evening. The next time you hear my voice, we'll be transmitting from another planet on a special amplified coherent Z-band ley line, ether bridged by Slippery Adam through... <sighs> yeah, never mind. Just know that, as always, you'll hear us next open period broadcasting by net, info tower, and data scry. This is Glenn755 for Managlitch City Underground, shutting down Z frequency 2308. Remember, keep your aura clear and stay grounded. The voice of Managlitch City Underground today was Michael O'Brien as Glenn755. The narrator was Maya Kralovna as Princess Swiftstorm. Episode 11, Travel Plans, was written by Michael O'Brien. Our theme music is Crime of the Century by Consortium 499 on the web at ReverbNation.com Consortium 499. All other content is copyright 2015, Glitch City Media. Visit our website at managlitch.com for more information about the city and links to our podcast archives. If you have questions about the world of Managlitch City, email them to glen755 at managlitch.com or leave them as comments on our website, and we may use them in a future episode. <laughs>